comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me as always is a man who is brand new to seeing CONCACAF brawls. It's Logan Stump. <laughs> that was a wild ending. That was insane. Good Lord. That, that was as red as you could get, I think. That, that, <laughs> he lined him up. Blanco lined him up as if he was like, okay, you look like the next piece of meat that I want to chew on. And just went after him. But, God, that, that was a wild ending. We couldn't really jump on live. I was just, like, standing in the living room watching, going, okay, well, this is this, this is getting uglier and uglier by the minute. They just keep fighting. Yeah, we were waiting to uh, – <laughs> we were all pretty much set to go until <laughs> that happened. Um it was uh, it was really crazy, you know what what just happened there. Uh, that is, let me just say, as Concacaf as you can get, in all honesty here. Um, but uh, Logan, give me your thoughts here on the uh, on on Concacaf and the Champions <laughs> League as a whole before we really get into the Union. Uh, you know, because you watched uh, some of the games yesterday, so. Just give us your overall impressions because that is about as CONCACAF as it can get. Well, I was going to say, I mean, just, you know, watching some of the teams play in the Olympics, you can kind of see. And, and I've known CONCACAF, right. uh, obviously, watching World Cup and watching the different teams play and, and qualifying and different things like that in the Olympics. But, I mean, I knew it was chippy, but, um, it, you know, the, these these guys in MLS are running out there preseason sides right they're they're running out their sides that haven't been uh up to fitness and usually when you're not up to fitness your your body is willing to take some hits but not that not like they would during the regular season so kind of watching watching them try to play through a very physical competition really just to start the year and a lot of these CONCACAF teams I mean just take it mm -hmm. really seriously uh in their mid-season um, getting into form or falling out of form. So you're kind of seeing their, that dynamic as well. But overall, I mean, it's been – I mean, I guess it's gone pretty well for my first one for MLS sides uh, representing um, so far so good. Three out of the three teams that have played have put up a good fight. I think that they've all played really well for – especially being preseason. I was really uh, – I watched a 
the whole Atlanta game last night and just watched right. this game. And I was really impressed, though. I, I love it. I, I love this competition. Uh, it's way more physical than, than European Champions League, which is <laughs> yes. absolutely uh, fantastic. I'm, I'm all for the physicality. And what I was going to say, too, like the first thing I was thinking of when I was jumping on this is I was thinking before that tackle, I was thinking this game wasn't really that chippy beforehand. I was like, yeah. this didn't feel like CONCACAF yeah. Champions League to me. And, you know, little did I know, 94th minute, uh, it was going to get uh, that way pretty quickly. Too. <laughs> it just took one tackle and it was right. It was tempers were flaring. Yeah, we had our friend Rich contact me as well. He said, uh, that should have been a red. I said, yes. Yeah. I said, but CONCACAF is going to CONCACAF. He was like, is that normal in CONCACAF? Champions <laughs> League? I said, yes, this is... This That's is, this is That's the slogan, isn't it? Yeah, it's the slogan. Yeah. You get CONCACAFed. Yeah. Yeah, come on now. Luckily, the union did not really get CONCACAFed. Uh, if they had gotten CONCACAFed, one of our players would have gotten red, and then uh, they would have gave them a penalty for whatever reason, and they would have drawn level. <laughs> right. No, yeah, I... You know, and, and, and kind of watching the, the match, too, it was just, like you said, it was it didn't have the intensity the other two did. Like, the Atlanta game, that was wild. I mean, they were back and forth and back and forth, and Guzan gets that red card just before the half. and um, But just, I mean, physicality, just totally unmatched, I think, uh, for other leagues. Like, other leagues just don't play as chippy. Um, it, it can get ugly, obviously. Uh, it gets ugly at times, and it was very much back and forth, back and forth with a lot of these matches. But I did feel like the Philly game out of all of them were – it was kind of like the odd man out. It was kind of like the, the the one that didn't live up to the CONCACAFI up until about that 90th minute. So Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, – uh, okay, so let's, let's dive a little deeper into the game, I mm-hmm. guess. You know, this game started off pretty hot, right? Uh, the Union had – Tons of chances, I felt like, at the beginning of this game. Mm-hmm. 34th minute, Shabilko, as it says there on our ticker, uh, scored uh, a great goal. This was a great header where a lot of things could go wrong. Mm-hmm. You could overthink it. Uh, you know, it, it was because it was hanging there for a while. Like, right. really, it was, it was hanging there for a while. And then you get the uh, a great cross from Mbazo and, uh, if he plays like that all the time, then the, the loss of Ray Gaddis is not going to sting as much as what some people have thought. Cause he looked, he looked really sharp today. I thought. Yeah. He, he probably out of all the, the guys that I was watching, he probably impressed me the most out of the guys that you really wanted to see step up into that role. I think that uh, there was a couple times where obviously he puts one in that was real nice uh, into Shabelko, but then he puts in another one that they didn't get on the end of. I think it was Flock that was in there. Mm-hmm. I, I think Shabelko was in there trying to get to it. Um, but uh, honestly, I think when you're looking at the way that Mbazio played, uh, you know it, that, that's something that you got to see step up. And with the defense that was so solid last year, you really like to see that. And man, did he did he look good in, in the attack? Yeah, and I thought I thought Flock uh, looked really great today mm-hmm. too. You know, this was like my first chance to actually get a v- good view of uh, a flock and uh i I thought he played uh really great and it seems to me that a lot of people have agreed with that assessment (laughs) yeah yeah no i agree i mean when you looked at him he he just looked so poised uh i think he's what 20 i want to say um and and he comes in and he looks like he's been doing it for a while there was one that was in particular that that i really liked and it was just a small detail but i really enjoyed when there was a time where he was going through the midfield and he kind of delayed his run with the ball 
just a little bit, enough to get a, a defender to slide in. Um, I forget if it draws yellow exactly, but uh, trying to put in – oh, hello, Matthew. Um, <laughs> but trying to draw in defenders and, you know, that the, the ability to kind of stop his, his progress going forward just to take in that leg so he could get that foul call. Um, I mean, it did. It looked so poised. And I, that was another one. I was, I was really impressed with 20 years old, stepped right in, and the, the – most important game for union history, I think, um, and, and a lot of fun. So that was, he's really good and excited to see what he can do. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was, man, I mean, th- this game, look, right before that goal, too, I was actually really starting to think that uh, they were uh, coming into the game, you know, so mm-hmm. was really starting to get some more possession. They were really starting to uh, look, uh, really good i thought uh, at times and um sorry the, the twitter link wasn't working at first um but then the goal happened right and and that's exactly what you needed and i really i, I wish they would have scored maybe one other one to really mm-hmm. carry it over and i think uh if I, I said before the game, I would have taken a one-one draw, but I yeah. think if we had given up a goal, I would have been really disappointed because it, I just felt like we dominated that game. Yeah, I for a I, time. I'm, yeah, no, I, and that's what they said. They said it was wasn't like it wasn't like possession was done. obviously. Saprisa actually won possession there fifty-three percent of the time, but when you looked at the possession, when you looked at the quality of possession and the build-up, the link-up play. You could definitely tell that Philadelphia had the upper hand. Like it just felt like after about 20 minutes, Philly started to get into a nice groove. Um, yeah, nice to meet you too as well. Um, I guess Matt Hargrove um, is, a, is a big MLS fan. Uh, good to see you, Matt. Yeah, he, uh, he knows about the impact. <laughs> yeah, a lot of impact. Um, maybe not so positive, maybe negative. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that. If you're Jim Curtin, you really like the way that Philly played. I mean, from start to finish. I mean, and yeah, you can kind of see that you can see in these games that you know the, these MLS teams they're struggling around the 60th to 70th minute. Yeah, uh, and you're starting to see some of the, the legs wear out. But who, who do you think? I mean, as far as if you're going to give man of the match, Jordan, who are you giving it to? Oh geez, I don't know. I thought El Brujo was very good as yeah. well. So, but here's the thing. I mean, so is uh, uh, Montero. I mean, th- that is uh, that is the question. I don't know who I would give man of the match to. Let's see. They have <laughs> on Fat Mob as Kai Wagner as getting it. You could say him too. Yeah, honestly. Um, but uh, I just thought that everybody was just so solid in this. We ended up with less possession and less shots but it just didn't feel that way yeah at all right you know um look 16 shots from saprisa to five for the union but the the 16 from saprisa you know there's only a few of those that were probably real actual chances mm-hmm. to get in the back you had the one that wagner uh, cleared off the line which was a great great clearance there um and they got, you know, like you said, around the 65th, 70th minute, it started slowing down. The union started giving up possession a bit more, some sloppier passes. And that's when Saprisa was able to kind of come back into the game 
And, you know, the, the conch calf nerves really start shaking in you at mm-hmm. that point yeah. because you, you start yeah. worrying. Like, I've seen this story before yeah. uh, as somebody that's watched the conch calf champions league since uh, what, 2010, 2011 ish. Right. It, it, it happens all the time. And look, this is the first MLS loss that they've had at Saprissa since 2009 when I think they said the crew had won a game there in 2009. Right. So they don't really lose a lot there. Now, you know, I did listen to our friend Todd Lewis's podcast, a uh, podcast, the free kick. He had Eddie who covers Costa Rica football at CRC football on Twitter. And, uh, you know, th- he made me feel a lot better about this game. Cause he, he, you know, hearing the struggles that Saprissa has been going to, this is their eighth game in all competitions that they have uh, winless mm-hmm. uh, seven league games. Yeah. And uh, the coach, like they said on the broadcast, might start facing that pressure soon because they have a game coming up on Saturday against the bottom, like bottom of the league. And if they don't get a win there, pressure's probably going to start piling on. The Union have the advantage that they have no games on the weekend, right? So they can right. rest up, they can be fit, and then for the Saprissa game, they're going to have to play on Saturday, and then they're going to play on Wednesday again, and they're going to have to travel, yeah, to Philadelphia, which. Which Jordan Wiegand will be in attendance. I will. For. Could you imagine that I behind mean, the goal? I'm behind the yeah. b- underneath the scoreboard, behind the goal, not in the not in the Sons of Ben section because yeah. sometimes my wife gets headaches. So I was like, probably best to not sit <laughs> yeah. back there. I'm not gonna lie. When I was picking out my Orlando City seats, and then I got the chance to select today, I'm like, uh, you know, I like how rowdy they are, right, in Orlando. Yeah, but yeah. I, I just don't know if I can deal with. With the, the being that close to the drums, uh, I, I tend to be one that likes doesn't like constant noise. So I think mm-hmm. the further away I get it gotten from, but you know they're they're good. They, I mean it's it's passionate fans, but I mean kind of getting back to the game. Um, one person that I, I, I was kind of concerned with at first was, uh, and it kind of followed all the way through the game. But he, I mean, he didn't really get involved much. But Fontana, you know, the first half. Mm-hmm. Seems like like 14 touches or so. It was not a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Or like a few touches in the first 14 minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was like four touches in the first 20 minutes or something like that. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if it was because he wasn't necessarily comfortable in the role he was up near Shabelko, Mm -hmm. whether he'd rather be kind of towards the midfield, he played more in the forward position. And he was actually, to be honest, I thought at the beginning, I thought Shabelko was playing more of the, the passing forward than it was, um, Fontana and I think Fontana was kind of trying to figure out what exactly can I do up here um, that I, you know, I'm not used to being in this position a, a whole lot. So yeah, I think that was part of it. And then part of it was, you know, just the preseason. I, I just don't think that the guys have, even though they've played together, I don't know if they've had enough yeah. time to kind of get back on the same page. So, you know, Fontana was, he was uh, adequate. I mean, he didn't do anything special. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, he just kind of was there. And I think that that's something they'll have to look into to see if they can get any more touches uh, early on. Yeah, certainly. It was, uh, you know, something that, uh, look, I'm not going to read too much into it just because, like they said, mm-hmm. he was um, uh, he he was in, you know, training all preseason for the uh, number 10 role. Mm-hmm. And he was playing more of like a, a second striker role. So right. for, for me, I, I think, look, I, look I, I can't even, I can't even speak right now because that, that performance that we've seen from these three MLS sides so mm-hmm. far have been 
fantastic. Yep. Getting these results at a time when they're in preseason after a long off season with right. COVID. Um, you know, the season ended in December. Some of those teams didn't play since like November. Mm-hmm. And then you have, uh, you know, you have the, the the preseason. They started a little earlier, but only two months ago have they started training. Mm-hmm. And I think now we can kind of maybe bury the whole – look, people have been wanting to see preseason games. They've been wanting to stream them. I am part of that that wants to stream preseason yeah. games, wants to yeah. – but they're ultimately meaningless. Right. The union have not looked good in preseason, and not at all. Uh, they they beat DC United. That was like their one game that they looked probably decent in, right? That they mm-hmm. won, and they go out there and put this performance in Costa Rica against Saprisa. I understand Saprisa's. You know, we we talked about their seven game winless, you know, uh, in in the league, and eight overall now with this one. But to go in there. Like I said, against a team that has not won, uh, has not lost a game to an MLS side since Columbus in 09, uh, have usually don't lose at home in the Champions League. It it means a lot that a team, and I think this shows the the growth of the league, that a team who's this is our first appearance, this is the Union's first appearance in Concacaf Champions League, and they're able to go in there and get the point. Uh, I mean, not the point, but you know, get the goal and get the. Uh, get the advantage going we got on wiggle going back home to philadelphia where i will be in the stands and have a shot that's all i was asking for i just wanted a shot for that second leg right to mean something right uh for when i go and look i was hoping for nil nil one nil one one and i got one nil and that is by far the best option right and now I think we can I think we can we can win one nil at home or nil nil uh, you know but I think we will need another goal I, I I worry that we won't get another goal and Saprisa gets you know two or yeah. even just one and we have to go extra time and, and really start pushing that for leg two uh, which would worry me um, you know the job's not done this is but here's the thing also that you may not know. The, the way that this used to always happen, not just against Mexican teams, but against all of the, all the teams in CONCACAF, a lot of times the, the MLS team would have the first leg at home, mm-hmm. and then they would go – sorry, Toronto almost scored. Uh, they would go to the – they would win like 1-0 yeah. at home, and then they would go to the next place and lose 3 4 nothing. The fact that like Atlanta ekes out a one nil victory with a red card down a man, you know that they hung in there, right? Right. Uh, they're going to go back to Atlanta now. The fact that the Union got a one nil, the fact that Timbers have a two two, mm-hmm. makes me feel really great that th- those three teams are going back, right? Those three teams are going back home. I think Crew start at home. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because I Toronto, think they have to. Toronto's away. Yeah, I think they do. So Wait, no, no, no. Like crew can't start at home. They're playing. Aren't they playing? Are you talking about they start at home for the season? Start at home for CCL. Oh, oh they have the first oh, leg oh, at oh. home. Yes. Uh, 
That's a good question. <laughs> I thought one of them did. I didn't I think, think they that do. It, I think they do. I didn't think it was every team starting yeah. that way. Um, no, this has them at Real Esteli. Are they? Yeah. Uh, yes, because okay. I thought they all started away because I thought the whole issue was like the, the teams coming up here, like the South American teams coming up here. Interesting. Um, so that's really great then. That's that the right. MLS team's great. And look, if the Union move on, if Atlanta move on, those are the two teams that are going to face each other next, mm-hmm. which will be fun. Sad thing is then if that's the case, one of them is going to ultimately get knocked out, you know, uh, in the what quarterfinal instead of right. later on. So th- that would be unfortunate. But look, just like I sometimes like to have – you know, English versus English teams or German versus German teams in in the UEFA Champions League. It'd be fun to be facing Atlanta in a uh, you know in a quarterfinal for the Champions League to see who gets to a semifinal. It would at least guarantee an MLS team in the semifinal, which would be great. Um, because let's face, it, I don't think Toronto's going to get there. That game's going on right now as we speak. Uh, they're hanging on. Okay, it's twenty minutes. They've had some chances against Lyon. Uh, and they're away as well, so we'll we'll see how that game shakes out. But I'm just jazzed. Like I, this never used to be the way. This never used to be a way that an MLS team would look, or or mm-hmm. that these three MLS teams would get these results. So this is this is a fantastic start to the Champions League. When when all of these teams are out of shape, this is I I can't state that enough. Yeah, no, it's, I totally agree. Just not inform teams that I, I think that you saw the best three teams, uh, including uh, I don't know if Toronto necessarily. I mean, just they're playing now, but I don't know if they're they're probably my least uh, as far as favorites to win. Obviously, um, I, I think that they've got a tough game and tough leg. Uh, you know, I, they're playing pretty well from what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time that the MLS does start to look more competitive. I mean, you know, we're, we're starting to get there, I think, as a country. I think maybe it's time that the MLS hopefully can get some of these nice results. I mean, I think it's time for, you know, Columbus or one of these teams to get further and further into these legs and kind of knock out some of these teams and playing each other in the Champions League and, and then see what happens and see what these – U.S. teams have to offer, uh, especially these MLS teams, and, and kind of going down to these really tough places to play on these pitches that are just not suitable for some of our guys and and compete the way that they did. I thought Atlanta looked fantastic. I think that they they actually looked the scariest of the of the three that have played so far. I think, um, and they were down a uh, man. So, you know, I, I think that Philly played extremely well, and they were probably right behind Atlanta in their performance. Um, and I think that Saprisa was a lesser of a side, so I think that was some of the issue, but. Yeah, I'm I'm really impressed with just everything that I've seen so far with the United States teams and and the MLS teams going down there and taking care of business and hopefully Toronto can too. Could you imagine if <laughs> if we start knocking out all these other teams and it's just a bunch of MLS teams playing around? Look, the, the goal is an all MLS final so you can get over this hump, <laughs> yeah, right? That hump, that's yeah. That's yeah, that'd be Oh, that'd it's be the amazing. guarantee then that yeah. somebody would win it. Yeah. Um I mean, Ultimately, you would want them to both be American MLS clubs. That way, you yep. can say uh, America won it, not Canada. Yes. But right, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, th- this was—I don't know what else to really say about this match. Really, it was just gritty performance. Uh, like I said, wasn't very chippy until that last right. tackle. Really, that kind of ended the match. I mean, yep. they did like what two other kicks after that. Yes. 
yeah. pointless. And then uh, it should have been a red card. That's the issue with VAR is that right. uh, they weren't able to check it, but the linesman should have been able to see that it was a red. Yep. And uh, I don't blame the main ref because he went over and consulted with his linesman, and, and yep. there you go. Um, I thought the ref at times was uh, – I thought it was an okay ref match, actually. Right. I, I don't have too many complaints except and for he was the younger red this is only his third. I think it was only his third match in CCL, and he was younger. Uh, I think it's maybe his third year or something like that that he's been in, in major hmm. competition. So, uh, you know, I think that there was a lot. I mean, and again, Concacaf is gonna it's gonna Concacaf. Like when they go up to the to the United States stadiums, I think it'll be kind of the same with the opposite direction. Uh, you know, I think it it's a lot of that, and it's you know, once you're in surroundings, even though there's not fans, there's still people there from the club that are watching or, you know, there's still some sway in it, I think. And there, there's still people watching and the community outside is watching. So I think that, but it is amazing to go down there and to be two wins and well, Toronto just got scored against. Um, oh, you must it, be ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. Two wins, uh, two wins, a, a draw and a very good draw. Cause it's the two away goals. So I'll, uh, I'll see I heard Seattle. Sorry, Portland. Um, all Portland needs to do is keep even um, or just win that game. So all, all of these teams just have to be nil, nil. Yep. If they all just finish nil, nil, uh, they will move on yep. to the next, to the next round. Do you think Brad Guzan is a big loss for Atlanta? Because I actually don't. I think that they have a. I, I think they have. <laughs> kid a, looked good. Uh, Rocco looked good. Uh, I mean, Rocco looked really good. Uh, he looked confident. I, I think he's here to prove something too. He didn't look like a kid that was like, "Oh my gosh, this light, this light's too bright mm-hmm. for me." It was more of like, "Yeah, I'm confident in the way." And I think that what helped is he was su- successful against a team that hadn't lost in a long time. So, uh, you know, I think having that confidence and having that in the defense, I thought Santiago Sosa was fantastic. Probably man of the Sosa match in great. my opinion. Um, just unbelievable between he and Rocco kind of shoring up that back line and de- defending the goal. Um, you weren't going to get anything by him. I don't think, even though they retired, I mean, Santiago Sosa was just a wall um, and he's usually like he usually pushes forward more in the midfield. So to watch him defend in uh, more of a center back role, that, that was cool to watch too. So that Atlanta, we haven't done our predictions yet, but that game yesterday was like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, that's, yeah, so that's different. You know, this uh, this game for the Union made me feel a lot better about the too. team going me forward. Too. To be honest, I, I think Chabelko looked have a shot. damn good. Chibelka, he did, yeah. Wow. For having back injections or whatever for spasms, yeah. I mean the yes. fact that he looked that good, you know, uh, he creates really match. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he creates really well. Uh, you know what the the play that I loved was, and I thought Jose Martinez was my that was my man of the match. I thought the things yeah, that yeah. he did, he got lazy towards the end, but I think it was more tired than anything. Uh, there was a lazy pass or two that he put back to, to Blake. And then, again, Blake played well, too. I mean, it just go from each position. I don't think you had a Philadelphia player that kind of looked lost, except, I mean, Fontana wasn't really involved. But right. other than that, um, that, that pass, though, Jordan, <laughs> it was like a thing of beauty. Jose into Bedoya, and Bedoya kind of drops it off. Yes, and yeah. It was kind of like. Uh, unbelievable and he made that run to where he could get open into that position to kind of drop one off into um bozio and then bozio puts a ball on a platter to shabelko shabelko if you put a ball to shabelko on his head it just looks like that's just it's gonna be it's gonna be a goal <laughs> he just like looks said, so that's a difficult one too it's hanging for so long you can seriously overthink that no problem yes uh you know um or just get like 
uh, antsy, you know, like I got to attack it yeah. now and then you hit it wrong or whatever. So right. the fact that he put that away is great. And I got spoiled. The, you know, this fat mob app must've been a few seconds ahead of me. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get the eruption yeah. that I wanted of like, yes, yeah. I was like, Oh, here it comes now. Oh, this is the, this is how it's going to happen. Right. Uh, which is unfortunate. So the rest of the game, I sat with my phone upside down, like, so that I couldn't nice. see the screen. Uh, so I could enjoy it. And guess what? No other goals, of course, right? Yeah, I turn <laughs> off all the score notifications. Scoring notifications aren't on my yes. phone. It's just lineups. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, any other thoughts on on the, any of these games? Uh, I'm looking forward to Columbus. Ready? I'm looking forward to Columbus because I think out of the the five teams, I think that they're my f- they're my favorites to at least go further. Um, although, I mean, I will say that Atlanta and Philly those are two really strong teams. And, and right now, I mean, I haven't really seen Saprice is not stronger than Philadelphia. Not from what I saw, not, not right now. They're not. Um, Ali Wednesday did not play well with 10. I mean, you can't get a goal in 45 minutes with 10 men and, and a kid that just, I mean, they literally signed him that day and he's yeah. putting on a kit. <laughs> pretty sure it had like a mark permanent marker name drawn on the back of it, like Rocco. Um, but, but what a great story that was. And, and then, Portland, I think, is is everybody's second favorite, you know, heavy favorite to win, and and they looked, they looked good. They just need to shut down some goals. But uh, I yeah. think that going back home and into Portland, and I think they're going to allow fans. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, they are. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, I think I think almost every team, everybody Champions up. League yeah. has has fans, except for I guess Toronto wouldn't because are they allowing? Miami, It'd be in Orlando, right? Not. Oh yeah, they're in Orlando. That's right. Montreal's the one in Miami. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, would what? they sell? I mean, like, would I they sell they tickets because you don't have any might. Toronto fans, right? I think. I mean, I, mean, I think they could, they might like they might say, hey, you know, pitch in some money and you can go. Uh, I don't see why they would have any kind of closed doors. I don't know how their attendance is working this year at home. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird because kind of do weird. they get do they get the gate money because. Yeah, that's what I was. I thinking. mean, Orlando's the one opening their facilities, yeah. so I don't know. And how operating that would work. and paying all the staff, so yeah, maybe not. They'll probably play behind closed doors then, I'd imagine. So, but yeah, no, nothing really. I'm not much else to say besides I'm looking forward to next week and the games to end. There's the one tomorrow. Uh, there's two tomorrow. I think that two of them aren't the, the MLS. One of them is MLS. Yeah, forget who it is, but just Columbus. Tomorrow. Yeah, one of them's Columbus. Yeah, so. yeah. Right, and, that, and that's all of the teams, right? MLS wise. Yep, that's it. Portland, Atlanta, yep. Union, Toronto, crew. Yeah. Portland, Atlanta, Toronto, Union, Columbus. Yeah. So, yep. No, looking forward to it. I'm feeling confident that an MLS team is going to go pretty far this year from from our nice I hope start. So. so. I mean, LAFC made the final um, last year. Yeah. Beat three Mexican I, teams I think to do the it. Final, so so like, the yeah. MLS can do it, obviously. Right. I think reaching a final's got to be at least some reasonable for one of these guys. Honestly, I think with the the talent, I think that Columbus has. I see them or, or Portland really pushing in towards the final. But hey, never know. Philly looked good. Philly can defend. That's one thing. God, yeah, they, I mean yeah. that whole back line. You couldn't get anything. What? Sorry. What's the that's the guy, the blonde-headed guy. Glesnes or Elliot? Yeah, Glesnes. Yeah, Glesnes. Okay. I know Jack They're Elliott. both blonde. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's true. Yeah, Glesnes. <laughs> he, he, I mean, just, he's like a brick wall. You can't get anything through him. He's like, okay, well, I'll take care of that. I'll dump that. I'll dump that. So He's he the one that came good. over and just immediately wrecked uh, the 
the Supreme suppliers after that tackle. Yeah. Too. He just came over. Yeah, like, he was going to kill him. I think. Yeah. He was yeah. like, you're, you're yeah. out of here, dude. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, uh, we will be back for our podcast uh, to, on Friday. Friday we have, uh, it's not going to be live. Uh, we already recorded it, but we do have an episode breaking down DC United that we will be releasing on Friday. So if you want to reach us, uh, you can do that. Uh, if you're watching us now, you probably already know how to find us, but uh, I think I'm going to put this up as an episode as well. So Twitter at Stateside Show, Instagram at Stateside Show, Facebook.com slash Stateside Show, email us statesideshow at gmail.com. And don't be shy. Come hang out with us next time we go live. I think we might go live for San Jose, Houston, first yep. game of the season. Yep. Be like a watch along yep. where you can join us and you can watch Logan be a second or two ahead of me and uh, spoil spoil the broadcast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- thanks everybody for hanging out and go Union. I will be there for leg two and go Toronto. Get get back up from this one uh, nil deficit right now, and we will catch you all next time. Throwing his body in, it's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show, presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.